join you in thanking the Lord and we'd like to give praise and honor to God for bringing us to this one year of God's mighty work and this movement. We have seen lives not only change here in Davao, but we have seen it with my eyes even in Australia. And so WHI will also be, be started in New Zealand, hopefully later on in Manchester in England, together with MI2 and also in Uganda. And in 2020, we hope to bring WHI to the Caribbean islands. Uh, there's an invitation there for men of honor, to, women, um, men of integrity to come. And later on, and also together with that, women of honor will be joining. We thank God for the great hunger for God's word across the nations as people are experiencing the transforming power of the word of God in their lives. Amen? How many of you have been really experienced real change in your life since you've been attending WHI? All glory to God. Can we begin another clap offering to the Lord? Praise the Lord. Tonight is a celebration also of the beauty of God as manifest in the finest of his creation, the woman. Why is it that we say that the woman is the finest of all creation? It's because while the man was taken from the raw material of the ground, the animals were also taken from the ground, all raw material. But the woman stands unique in all creation as the only creature created from create another created being. In other words, the woman was not taken from raw material. The woman was drawn from refined material. Amen? That is why, you know, there is an anecdote, it's a fictional anecdote that goes like this. Well, when God created the man, he looked at them and he said, Behold, it's very good. And then God thought, I think I can do better than this. And so she created the woman, and God so said, This is exceedingly good. Amen? Let's give God the glory. You know, women are the finest of all creation because they express the relational nature of God. Men express the performance side of God. In Genesis 1, God is depicted as the God who works six, six days in order to meet the needs of creation. And he rests on the seventh day. And so God created a man like him to be a worker of the ground. And just as God gave names to elements of creation in Genesis 1, in Genesis 2, God gave also the man the authority to name animals, just like God. So the man reflects the performance side of God, the God that works to meet needs around him. But the woman was designed by God for an entirely different reason. That is why it's not good for the man to be alone, because the performer cannot fully reflect the image of God without the woman, because the woman was going to reflect the relational dimension of God. In Genesis 2, God creates man with the breath of his mouth. He comes up close and personal, comes to the ground, and creates man, you know, in proximity. And then he puts man in the garden, his private garden, in order to fellowship with him. We see that God longs for fellowship with a man. He is a very relational God. And he creates the woman to provide the man's need for a relationship. That reflects the relational aspect of God. That's why women reflect the relational dimension of God. You know, can you, I always ask men in our Men of Integrity uh, sessions, could you imagine a world of all men without women? Could you imagine what could happen? Well, maybe it's hard for you to imagine that because you're women, 
But the most common answer I always get from men is this. Pastor, if there were all men in the world, given our sinful nature, without women, humanity must have gone extinct thousands of years ago. Why? Because of the male ego, right? Always trying to prove I'm better than you, always to prove his, his performance, right? And they also sometimes compete in a non-positive way. They become, it becomes destructive competition. And who starts the wars in the world? Men, right? That's why, why is it that the world would have gone extinct without the presence of women? Because women are like the oil, you know, that keeps the world moving normally. You know, women are the reconcilers. Women are the ones who remind men to value and be sensitive to the needs of other men. Women are the ones who are always trying to stop a fight, right? Unless you're the one fighting, right? <laughs> okay? Women are always reminding men, you know, pasensyahin mo na yan, huwag mo nang patulan yan, di ba? It's always the women saying, oh, you know, give time to your son, you know, he needs you, you know? Women are so relational, they always keep reminding the men of the value of relationships, right? Do you agree, women? Right. Without women, there will be no end to the killing and the fighting in the world. Okay? So women express the relational dimension of God. And tonight, we're going to revisit a little bit God's design for the woman, and then we will discover, listen to this, eight God-given powers of God to the woman. Can you say to the person beside you, we have been given eight powers. Okay? You're going to learn that tonight because of God's design for women. Are you ready? Women have the power to transform families and society and even the world. If they only understand and rediscover their design, their God-given design as women. The sad thing is that most of women today are damaged because of our bringing our culture because of human sin but if women experience healing and restoration of their identities you know women can function to their fullest potentials and be used by God to really transform the world I want you to know that even from the Bible we find the pattern and also in secular history that in times of history where men fail to fulfill their calling in the world God uses women. Whenever the man, men fail to fulfill God's expectation for them, God will raise up a woman to do it. Do you understand this? In other words, women, you are God's secret weapon. Okay? God will only unleash you when the men fail to do their job. For example, you know, where are the men of the fatherless children? Who's taking care of the fatherless children? The single moms. See, where men fail to do their duty, God empowers the woman to do it. Kaya marami po ngayon mga inatay. Ano mga inatay? Inana, tatay pa. And I've, I've tell you, I have seen children grow up wonderfully because of the sacrificial love of a single mom. And one of that is my grandson who is here tonight. My daughter, the general manager of SRNU Ministries, is a single mom. And he has, she has brought up a fine young man. That's my grandson. Amen? 
So, women are the heroes when men fail to fulfill their calling. Amen? That is why you are God's reserve resource. You are God's secret weapon. Can you say that to the person beside you? You're God's secret weapon. That's why you need to harness your potential based on God's design so when the time comes for God to use you, He can use you to your maximum potential. So let me share with you tonight what is God's design for the woman. We'll visit, revisit this and we will look at the practical implications for women. Okay, in Genesis chapter 2, we find this scripture, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. See, God said, his purpose in the world will never be complete without the woman. Does that make the woman very special? Right? Did you hear that? God said it is not good for the man to stand alone because in his purposes, the man cannot fully reflect the image of God apart from the woman. And that gives a special place to the women. God prepared the man for the creation of the woman. I will make a helper. Can you say helper? Hindi po ibig sabihin niyang katulong or atyay. The word ezer, interestingly enough, is a word that denotes superior strength. We will see that in a while as it's used in the rest of scripture. The word helper actually means source of strength. The word suitable is the Greek word, Hebrew word kenegdo, which means equal or corresponding to the man. God did not create the woman inferior in any way to the man. You understand this? God created the woman to be the man's equal counterpart. You understand that? But because of God who establishes order and creation, He assigned the man as the head of the relationship. It is merely a matter of role, but has nothing to do with worth and privilege. Do you understand that? God sets the man as the head of the woman in order to establish order in that relationship. Because two heads make a headache. And God knows that. Okay? That's why somebody has to be the head. Well, God appointed the man. But it doesn't make the woman second class or inferior in any way because God's word said God created the man as the equal counterpart of the man. The only difference is role. You understand that? Can you say role? For example, if you as a wife, you know, you are functioning as the president of your company, and your husband is the general manager. So in the company, who submits to whom? The husband submits to the wife because of his, her position as the president, and he is only the general manager, right? Can you imagine what happens when the general manager doesn't want to submit to the president? What will happen to the company? It will be in chaos. And will ultimately fail, right? But when they go home, the roles change, right? Who's the head in the home? The husband. And who is the one to submit? The wife. So if the wife doesn't submit to the husband, what happens to the home? Chaos. Just like in a company. You see, the only difference between men and women, women, in terms of God's purpose, is role. It's just a role. Okay? Can you say to the person beside you, it's just a role. Okay? 
Very clear, God created a woman to be man's equal counterpart. That's the, what the word kenegdo means. You know the word, the phrase, women's empowerment is a very common term today. Have you heard of that? Women empowerment, right? And this is already a very common advocacy. Actually, it's backed up by the United Nations, you know, when it comes to gender equality, right? But what I'm going to share with you tonight, I think one of the imbalances in the woman, women's empowerment movement is that they, be, they tend to focus on emphasizing and teaching women that they have equal rights, privileges, they have equal responsibilities, and equal capabilities as men. Do you agree? So that, how many say, that's how I understand women's empowerment, right? Educating women in their rights, privileges, responsibilities, and capabilities as equal to that of men. Do you understand that? Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Because the Bible said God created a woman as his equal counterpart. Do you understand that? But the basic flaw, the basic lack in most women's empowerment advocacy is this. They fail to discover, they fail to focus on the power of women as women. They fail to discover and focus on the power of women's gender uniqueness. You see, empowerment today means you got to have the equal to the man. You have to measure up to what men can do. That's empowerment of women. That's only one side of the truth. But women possess powers that men will find it hard to imitate. And what we're going to do tonight is a different kind of women's empowerment I'm going to show you through the Word of God your unique power as a woman without having to compare yourself with a man. You understand this? This is what is lacking, what has been missed in most women's empowerment advocacies. And this is what the Word of God will show us today that women possess a unique power that not all men are capable of fulfilling. Are you ready? Are you excited? This is a different kind of women's empowerment. Women unleashed. Let's take a look at the word Ezer. Ezer is very important because that is the word used in the Hebrew to describe the function of the woman according to God's design. Do you understand that? Can you say Ezer? Okay. The word Ezer means basically help, aid, and support. It is a derivative of the verb Azar. A primary root which means to surround. And the idea is to defend, protect, aid, help, and support. It may also be derived from a combined root, as and are, which denotes strength or power that aids, protects, or supports another. So Ezer is a very powerful word. It means strength, power that protects, that saves another. Are you still here? Can you say to the person beside you, wow, we are powerful. We're Ezer. <laughs> Do you understand that? Okay. Let's give you some examples where Ezer is used to describe God's function in Israel. God's function in the lives of His people. God is often depicted in the scriptures as the Ezer. Okay. Take a look. 
And the other was named Eliezer. That's Eli, Ezer. Eli is my God. Ezer means help or source of strength. So my help, God is my help. That's what Eliezer means. Okay? For he said, my father's God was my Ezer. He saved me from the sword of Pharaoh. So here, what is the function of God as Ezer? He brings salvation and deliverance. So an Ezer is a savior, somebody who delivers another from danger. Wow, that's powerful, right? Okay, let's look at another verse. Deuteronomy 33, 29. Blessed are you, Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. He is your shield and your Ezer. Here, the idea of Ezer is in depicting God as the defense, the one who protects Israel. That's why it is used as a synonym for shield. Okay? So a helper is a shield, somebody who protects from enemies. Okay? So Ezer is a powerful word. Okay? Here's another one. In Psalm 75, But as for me, I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my Lord. Do not delay. So the idea of an Ezer is somebody who delivers you from trouble. Women, you are the world's deliverers. Okay? Listen to this. Psalm 195, verse 9. And all you Israelites trust in the Lord as he is their Ezer and their shield. Okay? So, Psalm 20, verse 2. Can you read this together? May he send you Ezer from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. Again, this is poetry, and poetry, the second line repeats the idea of the first line. You understand that? So, in the first line, God sends help. In the second line, God grants support. These two are to be understood as synonymous. Because it is part of the structure of Hebrew poetry. The second line repeats the idea of the first line. So to be an Ezer means to be a? To be a what? Support. Sino mas mahalaga? Yung sinusuport. Sino mas makalakas? Yung sinusuportahan o yung sumusuporta? Sino mas malakas? Pagkasabi sa katabi, malakas pala tayo. Tayo ang Ezer, taga-support. Do you understand that? Here's another one. Psalm 18, 19. God is speaking about David. David the king. He said, I have bestowed Ezer on a warrior. I have raised up a young man from among the people. And the next verse identifies that young man as King David. So Ezer here means what? Strength. Power. Okay? Now, so what is the essence of womanhood? You see, God designed a woman to be primarily relational. The strength of a woman is in her capacity for strong and meaningful relationships. Okay? That's why, pag ang mga lalang kinanood ng sini, anong gusto nila? Drama o action? Action. Pag babae manood ng sini, anong mas prefer? Drama o action? Drama. Bakit drama? Kasi drama is about the dynamics of human relationships, love, jealousy, intrigue, adultery, whatever kind of relationship, right? Tama? So that's why, you see, women are deeply relational beings. That's why they love to talk. Because there could be no relationship without conversation. Okay, always tell your men, kayo mga 
may asawa nag-attend sa MI2. I always tell the men, ang date na walang kwento, walang kwenta sa babae. Kasi ang babae naghahanap ng atensyon, naghahanap ng kwentuhan. Because a woman is very relational. Si isang lalaki, a date is an activity. Kain, manood, maglakad. O mag, you know, mauling. Lahat puro activity, hindi ba? Ganun ang lalaki. Kasi ang lalaki, performance-oriented. Tingin niya sa date, action. Puro action. Right? Ang babae, naghahanap ng kwento. Naghahanap ng attention. Naghahanap ng pakinggan siya. Tama? Okay? Agree ba kayo ang date na walang kwento, walang kwenta? Sino nag-agree? Pagkataas sa mga kamay, mga babae. O mga lalaki sa likod, pakatingin. O yung mga lalaki rin nagtataas ng kamay. <laughs> okay? So, women are deeply relational beings. Kaya when men talk, what do they talk about? They talk about what? Politics, sports, what people do, what people did not do, what people should have done. It's all about what people do, right? Tama, mga lalaki, pag nakwento, it's all about performance, performance topics. Pag ang mga babae nakwento, anong paksa? Binan, asawa, anak, magulang, tita, etc. Puro mga relationships, relational struggles, relational joys, relational sorrows, puro relasyon. Tama? Now do you understand yourself? <laughs> Because God created you that way. To reflect the relational dimension of God, God is deeply a deeply relational being, and you reflect the relational nature of God on earth. Well, the men reflect the performance side of God on earth. That's why they live to work. You understand that? Well, they're supposed to work to live, you know. <laughs> But sometimes they live to work. Kaya wala nang pahinga, ayun, wala nang oras asawa, puro trabaho, wala nang oras sa anak, puro trabaho, hanggang sa masira ang pamilya, puro trabaho pa rin. Kasi hindi sila, ang kahinaan ng lalaki, relasyon. Kasi hindi yun ang primary design niya. The reason why God created the woman is to balance the man, to allow the man to see the value of the relational. Kaya ang babae, hahanap talaga ng atensyon. Kasi, Kasama yon sa disenyo ng Diyos sa inyo. Kaya kung kayo, ano ba yan? Lagi na kumukuha ng atensyon, you know? Huwag mong sisihin ang sarili mo kasi that's how God designed you. Okay? You need attention. You want attention. That's why you want to be beautiful. Do you enjoy being beautiful alone in an island? What's the use of being beautiful? Wala mong pumapansin. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, why do you want to be beautiful? Because you want to be affirmed, right? Kung wala nag-affirm, ano yung beauty mo? Wala. Walang kwenta. Ano ba? Kasi wala mang ga-affirm. Tama? You want to be beautiful because you need to be affirmed as a woman. Amen? Kaya, normal sa inyo yun. Because that is your design. Your design is to get attention from the man so that the man will learn the value of relationship. As a woman, God created you to be the balancer of men. Because men are so performance maniac. Sorry, masyadong maniac sa performance. Napapapayaan ang may relationship. And then they fail to realize that no other success in life can compensate for failure in the home. Too late na nila ma-realize ang truth na yan. 
because they neglected relationship in favor of performance. Do you understand this? That's why you are in the world. To remind men, relationship is more important. Yes, you understand this? But you don't tell that to your man aggressively. Right? We're going to learn your eight powers tonight. Are you ready? Okay? Ezer, in summary, means helper, aid, support, protector, deliverer, defender. Wow. Okay? These are all functions of God as the Ezer of Israel. So in summary, an Ezer is a source, somebody who is a source of three things, three S. A person is a source of strength, security, and support. Those are the three words that define your function as women. God designed you to be a source of for your man and for your children and for others in society. Do you understand it? Because that is what Ezer means. Okay? Are you still here? Now, we will get to the practical implications in a while. So the woman's strength, ito na po, let's define what is, why is, why is woman an Ezer? That means she must have a resource of strength that may not be in the man. Okay? Ang babaeng ginawang taga-suporta ng lalaki, so meron yung babae na kulang sa lalaki. You understand this? So we're going to discover now what are the unique things that define the woman's strength as an Ezer. Remember, Ezer means strength or power. Okay? What is the woman's strength? Because of a woman's relational nature, women are also very emotional. Amen? Now, please never, never allow anyone to condemn you for being very emotional because God designed you that way. Never feel sorry for yourself because you're very emotional. God is very emotional. Look at Jesus. He that has seen as sin to the Father. He wept on Lazarus' tomb. And when he, according to Hebrews chapter 5, when he was, you know, facing the cross, he offered that prayers with loud tears. With loud cries and tears. Jesus was, you know, was crying loudly according to Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. With loud cries and tears. You understand that? Okay? So, being emotional is part of your design. Okay? Because that is your strength. Women were designed by God with a more complicated, more complex emotional makeup than men. Abang alalaki, napakasimple lang emotion namin. Madali kaming magalit. That's why we have to find outlets para to get over. Kasi we cannot endure emotional pain too long. We self-destruct. When men go through deep emotional pain, either magwawala yan or magkakasakit na mga sakit na bunga ng matinding stress. At kuminsan, yun na rin yung kinamamatay. Yan ang pansin yung unang namamatay, lalaki. Na babae, haba ng buhay. Ba't kami mga lalaki, nauna kami mamatay sa babae. Parang lang kami maharap sa stress. Ba't yung mga women can survive stress longer than men? 
Kami dahil sa stress, nakakarang sakit sa puso, arthritis, kung ano ng mga sakit sa katawan, because of so much stress. Because we were not designed by God to be as emotionally complex as a woman. Do you understand this? Kaya hindi binigay sa amin ang pagdadalang tao. Kasi kung kami yung nagbubunti, siguro nagwawala na lahat ng lalaki sa mundo kung sila ang nagbubunti sa nagdadalang tao. Because all the emotional, you know, you know, the physiological, the hormonal, you know, and the emotional. <laughs> Sino po dito nakaranas ng first pregnancy nyo, talagang hirap na hirap kayo, okay? Sino nakaranas ng very difficult first pregnancy? Pagkita sa mga kamay. Yan, okay? Parang, wow! Ang hirap pala maging ano, nanay! <laughs> Hindi pala malabas, hirap ka na. Doon pa lang sa loob. Tapos si Mr. Mo, napaka-business na trabaho, naghahanap pa ng attention, hirap na hirap ka, dami kang pain here, pain there, kung sasang pain, pati sa puso, may pain na rin kasi asawa mo, hindi ka maintindihan. Nagigirritable ka na, nagwawala rin siya, nagagalit siya sa magigirritable mo. Hindi lang kayo nagigirritable kasi hirap na hirap ka doon sa nararamdaman mo. Tama. <laughs> okay? Kaya nga that's why women are more emotionally complex than men because, listen to this, Because God designed you to be more emotionally complex than men, there are two things about you. Your emotional sensitivity is very high. Number two, it also reveals your strength. Your capacity for emotional endurance is also high. You see, your strength is also your weakness. You will see that more in a while. Because women are deeply relational beings and more complex in their emotional makeup Women are known for their great sensitivity and caring nature for others, especially for those they love. Sa babae, instinct ang mag-care. Sa lalaki ko minsan, hindi lahat ng lalaki, may mga lalaki na very caring, right? Pero the majority of men, kaminsan di alam ng misis, marunong ka ba mag-care sa akin? Nung nililigawan mo ko, grabe ka mag-care, ngayon asawa mo na ako, parang hindi ko na maramdaman yung care. Puro ka nalang trabaho. Di ba? So, nakikita po natin dyan, pero all women are naturally caring. Kaya hindi inutos ng Diyos sa babae primarily yung utos na love your husband. Although that is also there in Ephesians 5.33. Pero the primary command to the woman is not love your husband because it is natural for a woman to love because of her deeply relational nature. Do you understand this? God is enough to command something sa'yo na automatic sa'yo. But what God commands you to do is something that is not automatic to you. Something actually that may go against your nature, and that is to submit. Tama. The most difficult thing for women to do is to submit. True or false? Shout it. Para marinig na mga husband. Hindi madali ang mag-submit, ha? Lalo na pagbabae ang pag-uusapan. Okay? Kaya ang lalaki naman, ang otos, hindi, ano, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Bakit? Kasi ang mga lalaki, hindi marunong magmahal. They are so focused on work, they don't understand how to love a woman. Akala yung love means, bigay, bigay, bigay. Kulang naman sa attention, kulang sa kwento, kulang sa pagkikinig, kulang sa pag-alala ng mga bilin. Pero, bigay, bigay, bigay. Sa lalaki, love means, bigay, bigay, bigay. You understand the problem? Okay? So, women 
uniquely from men, are very sensitive. John 2, 1 to 3 reveals to us during the first miracle of Christ, the wedding feast at Cana. Everybody was enjoying, drinking, but it was the mother of Jesus, Mary, who discovered there was no more wine. And she came to Jesus and said, they have no more wine. Women, listen to this. This is how you approach a man. You don't dictate to a man. You just tell him the need. He didn't say, my son, you better give them wine because they've run out of wine. Okay, do it. Did Mary say that to Jesus? Dictador ba si Maria? Dapat lang, anak niya yun eh. Di ba, mas may karapatan siya magsabi kay Jesus, anak kita, sumunod ka, bigyan mo sila ng wine. Amen? Kaya mga wives, iwasan natin magdita sa asawang lalaki. Kasi asawa mo siya, hindi mo siya anak. Nirarespeto ang head ng family. You understand this? Okay, now listen to this. What did Jesus say? What did Mary say? They have no wine. Mahal, kulang na tayo ng pangbayad. Mahal, um, umiiyak si Junior. Kailangan yata ng kausap. Hmm? Mahal, namimiss na kita. Kailan ba tayo magkakaroon ng date? Okay? You just present the need. You don't say, kausap yung mga anak mo. Wala kang oras sa anak mo. Di ba? Tama? Puro ka ng trabaho. Sana pinakasalan mo lang ng trabaho mo. Bigyan mo naman ako ng oras. Pautos eh. Tama? Tinan mo yung model ng womanhood. They have no more wine. How did Jesus respond? Woman, my hour has not yet come. <laughs> ano ginawa ni Mary? Pinutuan niya mga servants, do whatever He tells you. Nakutos ba siya kay Jesus? Eh bakit sabi niya, do whatever He tells you? Kasi alam niyang puso ni Jesus. Pinresent siya ng need. Alam niyang nature ni Jesus. And that's the nature of God. The nature of God is to meet needs. Pero hindi siya nagdikta kay Jesus. Hindi siya nakutos. Do you understand this? Okay? Now, women are very caring and sensitive. Not only Ruth, remember? Sabi na kanyang mother-in-law, umuwi ka na, wala kang kinapukasan sa akin, patay na yung anak ko na lalaki na nakasawa mo, wala na akong may bibigay na anak sa'yo, pabayaan mo na ako, magdurusan na ako mag-isa, kasi balo na ako, balo na ako na wala pa ako na dalang anak na lalaki, talagang ang Diyos, pinahirapan ako, wag na kayo dumamay sa akin at wag na kayo madamay, umuwi na kayo. Sabi niya kay Orpa at kay Naomi, kay Kay Ruth, umuwi na kayo sa mga magulang niyo sa Moab. Mga Moabite sila eh. Anong sabi ni Ruth? Kita mo gano'n siya kasensitive. Gano'n siya kakaring sa mother-in-law niya. Sabi niya, I will never leave you. Do not, do not tell me to leave you. Because wherever you go, I will go. And whoever is your God, He will be my God. And your people will be my people. God forbid that I should depart from you. Because alam niya yung need ng widow niyang mother-in-law. 
very caring, very sensitive. Amen? Do you recognize that you can be very sensitive to others? You are sensitive to people, others' needs, their feelings, their situations, right? Kami mga lalaki, kuminsan manhid yan. Kami dapat ang ma-empower, maging katulad nyo. You understand that? Pero women, you have your own capacities because of your relational nature, because of relational design, you have these capacities built in. You have a tremendous capacity for sensitivity to the needs of others. You have tremendous capacity for caring for others. You understand this? Okay? The other thing, you also have a deep capacity for empathy, support, and protectiveness. Empathy means to feel what another feels that therefore leaves you to give support or even try to protect the person. Is this true? You tend to be protective of people you care about. Kahit mo isang buhay mo, pag-protect mo lang sila. Dahil mahal mo eh. Right? And you tend to be what? You, uh, you can feel what they feel. Kami mga lalaki, manhid kayo kuminsan dyan, yung maramdaman nangyayari, nararamdaman ibang tao eh. Pero a woman can immediately sense and identify with the feelings of another. Do you agree? Okay? Now let me tell you this. All of this I'm sharing with you are all unique capacities of women. If some of these are missing in you, listen to this, it is only because we have been damaged. We have grown up in families in a shame-based culture. We have been cursed, criticized, and degraded. That's why we have lost our sense of identity. We have learned to hate ourselves. We develop self-contempt, self-rejection because we grew up in environments where we were criticized, degraded, and oftentimes rejected for who we are in our grandmother years. And when you experience that kind of rejection, it damages you. And it damages these capacities that God built into you. That's why if you want to experience the fullness of your womanhood as God designed you to be, you need to undergo real healing and restoration of your damaged identity. And we have a program that we offer to all women, the Destined for Honor Retreat. This is a two-day retreat that helps you discover the roots of your insecurities as a woman, the roots of your negative habits, your negative attitudes. Why do I struggle with these attitudes? Where are these attitudes coming from? I don't like these attitudes, but you struggle with them. How many struggle with real and negative attitudes that you don't like in yourself? Can you raise your hands, please? Come higher. You see, that's almost everybody. And you will never be able to overcome the struggle with these negative attitudes because you don't know where they are coming from. You want to be submissive to your husband, but something in you makes you rebel. Right? Right? You want to be thoughtful of your husband, but something in you makes you irritable. Or jealous. You understand this? Destined for honor has been used by God to touch hundreds of young men and women, young and old, and they have experienced release and healing from their damages. And from there, their potential, their God-given potential as women begin to shine out. Real beauty begins to shine from the inside. Do you understand this? Kasi yung damage, unti-unti nang gumagaling. That's why I encourage you to join Destiny for Honor. The next one will be in January 26 to 25 to 26 here at the foyer, okay? So, all of these are natural Capacities of women, the capacity for deep empathy and support, protectiveness. These are scriptures I leave that to you now. 
Number three, a woman's strength is shown in her self-giving, her self-sacrifice. Women are willing to give until it hurts and even when it hurts. Do you agree? Kaya nga naabuso ang women eh. <laughs> Kasi masyadong self-giving, masyadong self-sacrificing. And there are some men who exploit that and use that to abuse women. But that is your strength. Right? I mean, you know the story of the woman of noble character in chapter 31. How many have read Proverbs 31? Okay, the woman of noble character. You know, its primary characteristic? She works to produce income for the family. She supports her husband, takes care of her children, he gives to the poor, starts a business. In other words, the woman that of noble character is a woman that is self-giving, self-sacrificing for her family. And that is a natural trait of women. Kaya pag mga lalaki hindi makaproduce, ang babae ang gagawa ng paraan. Tama? Tama? Okay. Kaya pag wala ng lalaki, yung single mom ang gumagawa ng paraan. Because that's the nature of women. Because you are concerned, because of your relational sensitivity to needs of others, you're willing even to sacrifice everything just to meet that need. That is where you are like most, you are most like God. Because God can stand without meeting needs. And He created you like Him. You understand that? The ability to give completely. Ang lalaki minsan half-half lang bibigay. Kasi ang lalaki compartmentalize ang aming worldview. Tingin namin sa mundo, compartments, married life, one part, profession, one part, Barkada life, one part. Hiwa-hiwala yan. Sa babae, life is a whole. Everything is interrelated. Okay? Sa lalaki, hindi. Compartment, compartment, compartment. That's why, ang mga lalaki, pag nagbigay, kalahati dito, kalahati dito, kalahati dito. Pero ang babae, para sa mga minamahal niya, lahat ibibigay. Isang sakripisyo lahat, kat sariling buhay. Amen? You know, my daughter, Janice uh, uh, Shiriel, when she was around seven years old, she suffered from stage four dengue. Too late na po kasi atypical dengue siya. The initial symptoms were misinterpreted as typhoid fever. Well, no, until no, nag stage four na, dengue pala. And she was already bleeding inside. When a tube was put inside, two packs of blood came out. Internal bleeding is already started. Massive bleeding is starting inside. It is now the dangerous level of dengue because this is the level that kills. My wife, as we saw my daughter there, seven years old, in the ward in the hospital, every 15 minutes she would wake up. Ama, hindi ko na kaya. Sa pagkatulog yas sa sobrang sakit at pagod. Almost every 15 minutes, gigising niya, Ama, hindi ko na kaya. Ano naman. We were both heartbroken. Right? My wife could not take it anymore. Parang gusto niya pang, ako na lang, Lord, sana ang mamatay, wag lang yung anak ko. Di ba lahat? She came to the point, hindi rin makaya, Lord, wag mo na siyang pahirapan, please. Kung kukunin muna siya, huwag mo nang patagalin. Ayoko nang maghihirap yung anak ko. Tama? Is that what you pray? 
Well, ako naman yung kontrabida. Sabi ko, Lord, hindi pa ako handa. Wag na wag mo kukunin yung anak ko. I want her back. But why would a woman say that? Because she loves the daughter so much, she doesn't want her to continue in intense pain if it's her time already. You understand that? But of course, we did not know if it was her time or not. So I had to debate with God. God, and the time na please, please cancel. I want her back. You know what happened? The miracle took place. Around 1 a.m. in the morning, my wife and I were asleep. I was doing like that. And then around 1 a.m., I was awakened by a presence. And that was Jesus Christ. I saw him standing at the foot of the bed of my daughter. He was robed in white. Beautiful face. He was looking at my daughter and there was this glorious smile in her face. She was smiling at my daughter. And then she said to me, Do not worry. She will be well. That night, almost three packs of blood were taken out from her inside. The doctor was very pessimistic. 1 a.m. And then he led me to a scripture, Psalm 46. God is within her. She will not fall. She will awaken at the break of day. Exactly 5.30 a.m., I was still sleeping. My daughter, you know, umupo, sat up, wake me up, Ama, ama. Sabi, Hoy, Sheer, kamusta ka na? Bumalik ng kulay niya. Normal na ang mukha. Nakangiti na. Sabi ko, Sabi, bakit? I want ice cream. Aba, can you please buy me ice cream? Ha? Okay ka na. I feel okay, ama. <laughs> the doctor came around 9 a.m. Look at the records. Uh, sorry, look at the records. Look at my daughter. Look at the records. Look at my, I think, around three times. Kasi parang may discrepancy eh. And then the doctor later told us, uh, Mr. Magalong, I don't know what happened, but the recovery of her daughter can be considered phenomenal. Tomorrow I can discharge her. All the traces of dengue are no longer in her body. Platelets are back to normal. And the bleeding inside has stopped. No side effects. That's a miracle. Amen? Women are self-giving. That's why you can change the world. Here's another one. Women have the deep capacity for endurance and persistence. As I told you, women can endure emotional pain much longer than men. How many of you sa mga middle-aged up to senior years agree to that? Women can endure emotional suffering longer than men. Yan. Yan po, veterano po yan ng mga endurers. <laughs> Marami kayo matututuan sa kanila. 
Kaya yung mga younger na parang hindi nyo, ay, hindi ko na kaya to, hindi ko na kaya nyo yan. Because God gave you that ability for emotional endurance that we don't have. Do you understand that? Okay? And you are not only enduring, Luke 235, you know, the, the prophecy was given to Mary, the mother of Jesus, remember? By Simeon, and he said, a pierce, as a sword shall pierce through your own soul, Mary, because of what will happen to your son. And when he was there, standing at the feet of Jesus' cross, the cr it's like a sword through her heart. But she stood there for her son. In spite of all the pain, she stood by her, her son. Do you understand this? Emotional endurance, Luke 18.25, the story of the persistent widow. Abay, talagang sabi ng widow, nung judge, pag hindi ako, kundi ko pagbibigyan ko, naku, papatayan ako ng babaeng to kakahingi kaka, ng tulong sa akin. Hindi talaga sa tinitigilan. Amen? When women are sensitive because you're sensitive to the needs of others, you will do everything at mangulit na kayo para masalbar mo lang yung dapat mo isalbar. Totoo hindi? Okay? And then, Matthew 15, 21 to 28, the Syrophoenician woman, sabi ni Lord, dependency. Lord, my daughter is severely demon-possessed, and this is a Jew, Gentile siya. Jesus said, I came only for the Jews, for the people, for the house of Israel. Lord, have mercy on me. I cannot take the food that belongs to dog and belongs to the children and give them to dogs because Jews call the Gentiles dogs. And that came from the mouth of Christ. I cannot give food for the children and give them to dogs, Gentiles. Na-insulto na, right? Sumuko ba yung babae? Hindi. Lord, kahit kami mga aso, kinakain namin yung mumo na nahulog sa mesa ng mga anak. Ang kulit. Tama? Pero yun ang kakulitan na gustong gusto ng Diyos. Pagkasabi sa iyong katabi, pag makulit ka sa tao, maiinis sa'yo. Pero pag makulit ka sa Diyos, matutuwa sa'yo. Kasi pinapatunay mo, you believe. Kaya yung babaeng yun, dahil sa kakulitan niya, kahit ano pang sabing insulto ni Jesus sa kanya, hindi natinag. Lord, we will eat the crumbs that fall on the children's table. And then he said, Woman, great is your faith. Ano yung great faith? Persistent faith. Babae yun. You understand this? Jesus loved to, you know, depict women as the model of persistence. Because this is part of your nature. You understand that? Okay? Here's another one. Your expressiveness and your brute honesty. <laughs> Kami mga lalaki kumensa, truth hurts eh. <laughs> Pero women want truth because they want a real relationship. Ayaw nila ng shallow, alam nila superficial, ayaw nila ng plastic na relationship with the people they care about. They want a genuine relationship. They want truth, honesty, transparency. True or false, women? Kaya mga babae attracted sa mga lalaki na sobrang honest, kahit kriminal. Sobrang honest na kriminal. May inlove mga babae sa sobrang honest din ng kriminal. Kasi women are not only drawn to honesty. Because makatotohanan tong taong to, totoo to eh. Do you understand that? 
you want truth in relationships. Kaya mga babae, pag alam mo ang di totoo, hindi mo tatantanan, taglalaman mo yung totoo. Tama hindi? Yan na nga, you have to learn to speak the truth in love. Amen? Because the truth will always hurt. Pero kung you want you want an authentic relationship with the people you care. Kaya mga babae, o si Sero din. O ano nangyari sa usapan niya ng boss mo? Okay lang. Ano ibig sabihin ng okay? Nabigyan ka ba ng race? Oo. O paano ba nangyari? Ano bang sabi ng boss mo? Eh basta binigyan ako ng race. Anong sinabi ng boss mo? Paano ba naging pag-uusap niyo? Eh basta binigyan ako ng race. Lahat ng detalye. Tama? Tama? Eh mga lalaki, pag nagsalita, telegraphic, Short words, ang babae na ako, hindi ka titigilan talaga. <laughs> Kailangan malaman buong storya. Istoryahan mo man ako. <laughs> Because women love conversation. They long for it. Because it's relational. Amen? They understand that? Because women wants honesty from the people they love. They want truth. And they want detailed truth. Amen? Women, do you like more details about your husband's life? Pakilakas? Yeah, para naman yung mga lalaki. Mga lalaki naman, basta! Kaya <laughs> ka naman tinuturo mga lalaki, hoy. <laughs> Mahalin mo yung asawa mo. Kailangan niya na some details kasi that will make her feel a real part of your life because a woman wants a relationship. Women want success. Women want relationship. Men want action. Women want interaction. Amen? Are you glad you're a woman? <laughs> Amen. Expressiveness. Kaya hindi pwedeng hindi mo sabihin eh. Kaya sa babae, maging quiet is a real struggle. Pero kumansan, no choice eh. Kasi pag hindi ka mag-quiet, baka maghiwalay na kayo eh. Hindi ba? Kailang... I'll give you a tip. You don't have to be quiet about it because you can tell Jesus everything. Wag na lang yung, yung tao kasi baka mag-away pa kayo. Si Lord ang buhusan mo ng lahat kasi nakikinig si Lord sa'yo. At may magagawa siya higit pa sa magagawa mo. At kaya niyang baguhin yung taong yon na inyong magmamalasakit ka na gusto mo dalhin sa maraming salita pero alam mo, pag maraming salita baka lalo siyang mapuno sa iyo mm. hindi naman ka lang um, buksan mo, Lord, sa iyo na lang buhos, lahat, buhos mo sa kanya because you need to get it out of your system because you're a woman you are able to cope up with stress by ventilation. You have to get it out to be able to handle the emotional stress better. If you don't get it out, mahirapan ka i-handle ang emotions. Pag pumuputok na ang vulkan. Tama? Pilitan mo yan. Yung bang kumukulong nagpapakuloka ng nilagang baka. Kumukulo na, sumasabi, pilito pa rin takpan, ano mangyayari? Tasabog yan. Kailangan palabasin mo yung steep. Ayun, okay na. Hindi na siya, hindi na siya sumasabog. Nailabas na eh. Naintindihan natin? Because women are relational, they need to talk about it.
They need to converse about it with someone. And I'm telling you, God is the greatest listener. Amen? You don't have to be quiet with God. Sometimes you have to be quiet with your husband. Sometimes you have to be quiet with your teenager. And tell God. And He will give you wisdom how to handle it. Do you agree? A woman's strength is also, these are quotations from my book, Manhood by God's Design. Can we just read it? As a relational being, this inner strength of the woman is manifest primarily in the context of relationships. They can patiently endure deep hurts and relational damages longer than men, especially for the sake of those they truly love. They can also stand up under emotional pressures longer than most men. Is he going reading? On the positive side, their emotional strength is evident in their capacity for intense love and loyalty, their deeper sensitivity for people, which also makes them emotionally vulnerable to them, and their unhesitating readiness to sacrifice themselves to protect or to bring happiness to those that they love and value. Is that true? Okay, here's another thing about women. The women's emotional strength and emotionally sensitive nature is indeed is intended to bring fulfillment to the man's need for partnership and companionship. Okay? Okay? As a source of strength and support for the man, her more emotionally sensitive nature can help empower, inspire, uplift, and refresh the man emotionally, morally, intellectually, spiritually, psychologically, and even physically for the married only. Okay? Her emotional strength serves as a buffer for the man, as his comforter when he is in pain, emotionally stressed, or undergoing deep personal struggles. That's a capacity new and more emotional endurance you can provide your husband or the man support. Kasi ang emotions niya, nagwawala na. You understand? Na bumibigay na siya. Okay? She is, as Ezra Kenegdo, the true counterpart of the man that complements him in every way. Thus, she enables him to operate at his utmost capacities and helps bring out the best in him. This is the mature expression of womanhood according to God's original design and purpose. Do you know that God designed you? To inspire the best in men but not if you're damaged if you are broken and damaged because of unsettled hurts in the past damage from your upbringing you won't be able to fully function to your full potential as a woman those damages will cripple you they will make you self-protective instead of protective of others. They will make you very sensitive to criticism too much. They can, it can make you very jealous of your husband kahit hindi man nangangaliwa asawa mo. Because there's some damage inside, okay? So what is your power? God has given the woman the power to inspire the best in a man. Okay? You see, that's why they're saying, behind the greatness of a man is a? The best way to bring out the best in your man is not to criticize him, not to instruct him, not 
to dictate to him? Because a man will feel you are treating him like a child. And to a man, that is insulting. Do you understand this? You must understand this if you want to get along with men. Men need encouragement more than criticism. Because men are by nature sensitive to failure. When you criticize a man, the more you make him feel a failure and he cannot handle that well. What he needs is to make him believe that he can succeed, that he can overcome this, that he can become a better man. And a woman's primary role is to inspire, encourage, empower, inspire, make him believe in himself, make him believe in what he can do, make him believe he can be a better person. That is the kind of woman that brings out the best in a man because it releases the man's potentials because you help him believe he can do it because you believe in him. Are still here? There's the power of inspiration. Amen? You have that power. <laughs> I told you the story of Pablo Picasso. When he was asked by his friends, he's a great painter. What is the secret of your greatness, Picasso? He said, when I was a child, my mother used to say to me, son, if you become a soldier, you'll become a general. If you become a monk, you will surely become the Pope. Well, I became a painter and I ended up a Picasso. So what's the secret of his greatness according to Picasso? A woman, a mother, who never stopped to make him believe he can be great despite all his weaknesses as an artist. Artists are the most difficult people to handle because they do not follow the rules. They want freedom from structure. They want to do things their way because they're too creative for the status quo. They're too innovative for the conventional because they are artists. They challenge everything because they want to change the world. Do you understand this? Who are artists here? I'm sure nahirapan ng mga magulang nyo sa inyo. Picasso was an artist, but in spite of all the hardship of the mother bringing up an artist, he never stopped making him believe, you will be great one day, son. You will be great. And he rose up to fulfill that vision. That is the power of women to inspire. Amen? Because as a mother, you have influence on your children. As a mother, as a wife, you have an influence on your husband. And that influence is the power to inspire. Are still here? Power number one. In fact, by the entitlement, powerful na yan eh. You know what's your second power? The power to comfort. Grabe ang babae mag comfort, no? Pag-ingat lang kayo mga single ladies pag na-comfort ka ng boyfriend nyo na dumaan sa mabigat na trejal like bumagsak sa board exam. Baka sumobra yung comfort nyo, ha? Kasi ang dami na kong mga counseling cases na ganyan. Sa sobrang awa sa boyfriend, ayun, bumigay, nag-sex, ayun. Para ma-comfort lang yung boyfriend. Don't choose sex to comfort your boyfriend until you are married. Because that will more corrupt and destroy your boyfriend as it has corrupted you. You understand this? The power to comfort. You see, the, a mother's comfort is unparalleled. 
Ang lalaki puro salita. Ang babae, yayakapin ka. And that touch speaks a thousand words. You understand that? Ang women gustong yayakap. Yayakap. Kami mga lalaki, hirap kami magyakap eh. Baka ma-misinterpret ba? Na, meron kaming MI2, tinigal na namin yung holding hands eh. Kasi yun sila, kumakanda kami di and holding hands, you raised me up. Kaso lang may isang member na taga-ibang bansa, abay hindi na nag-attend. Kasi sa kanilang kultura, holding hands, sa mga gay lang yan. Lalaki sa laki holding hands, mga gay lang na gumagawa niyan. Kaya tinigal na namin yung holding hands. Para yung mga ibang kultura dyan, hindi ma-misinterpret. <laughs> hindi niya mo natin, okay. The power to protect and alleviate suffering. Do you know the, the greatest mercy institutions, hospitals, and all of this, most of these were started by women. Because of their great desire to protect the weak, to protect the suffering, and to alleviate their suffering. You have that capacity that God has given you to lessen the hurts and the pains of the world. Because God has given you the tremendous capacity to show care and protection to alleviate the suffering of other people. You don't want people to suffer too much. Di bali ikaw na mag-suffer, wag lang siya. True or false? Okay, here we are. The power to advance another. Because you are empathetic. You can feel what the person feels. You know how to help the person overcome his sense of failure. You're able to empower him, make him believe. You're able to give him advice, you know, encouragement that will advance him and make him a better person. You understand this? Use your power to advance another, not to discourage him. You understand that? Here's another one, the power to preserve relations. Women are so relational, they are protective of relationships. Women are reconcilers. Ang babae, mas madali magpatawad kahit masakit. Kasi alam niya, hindi rin siya mag-enjoy ng buhay niya kung hindi siya magpatawad. Sino sa inyong babae ito nag-enjoy ng buhay niyo na may bitterness kayo? Wala. But you find your greatest release when you forgive, even when it hurts. That's why forgiveness is oftentimes attributed by machismo as a characteristic of women. Because men are not supposed to forgive because they have to be tough. Don't change. Bago-bago ka, patawad ka. No. That's machismo. Machismo is the reputation of all feminine traits in men. Kailangan lalaki, what kahit bahid na katangi ang babae, yan ang machismo. Kung babae maunawain, hindi ka pwede maging maunawain. Kung babae mapagpatawad, ang lalaki hindi pwede magpatawad papanindigan niya ang kanyang amor propio. Do you understand this? Okay, now, here's another one. The power to influence. Because you're very expressive, you want truth. In every people, there's always a natural desire for truth. And women, because you want truth, you have the power to influence others if you speak truth gently and lovingly you can influence others. Do you understand this? Okay, and here's another one. The power, sorry, for truth. Oh, I was going ahead. The power to influence others because of your particular capacity to draw attention to yourself and to draw attention to what you are sharing. 
Okay? When you use your natural ability to draw attention, you can influence others. I'll tell you in the next now, what is that greatest power that's connected to influence? The power for truth, because you're able to help people, you know, accept the truth if you're able to communicate truth in love and gentleness. Instead of criticizing your husband, alam mo Han, okay lang naman ko nakakalimutan mo yung bilin ko eh. I don't have to defend yourself. Kasi you're not perfect. Pero, siyempre, nasasaktan din ako, pero I love you. Pero, you know, you don't have to be afraid to admit you're wrong because I'm not going to look down on you. You understand that? You can encourage your husband to be honest if you create a non-threatening environment in your marriage. If you're a wife that is non-critical, your husband can be very honest with you. If you're a wife who is, not, who, who is very gentle, even when your husband is wrong, your husband will be honest with you. And you want that honesty, right? You have a capacity to draw out truth from people if you function as a woman and learn to be gentle and learn to be non-threatening to the other person. Do you agree? Kasi ang babae kami saan, tapang eh. Kaya lalaki, defensive, inatake Ano sasabihin mo? Helmet, armalite, ano sasabihin mo? Kasi paatake eh. Kaya hindi niya aaminin. He will never admit the truth kasi inatak mo siya. Pero encourage mo siya. I'm not going to condemn you. It's alright. Just want you to be honest. And I love you. I will never look down on you. I'm no better than you are. If you speak the truth gently, you can draw a truth from people. Do you agree? It's how you do it. Okay? But the greatest power of women, are you ready? This is the eighth. Can you guess what is your greatest power? Power of? That's why you love to be beautiful because that's part of your power set. Now listen to this. But what kind of beauty? A woman's beauty can do two things in the world. There is beauty that corrupts others. And there is beauty that transforms others. External beauty oftentimes corrupts men when women are intentionally using beauty to corrupt them. And women, when you dress improperly, it's okay to get attention, but don't overdo it. Kasi when you overdo trying to get attention, ang tawag po dyan, seduction. That's getting too much attention. Do you understand this? Now, you want to feel beautiful, right? Because you want to be affirmed. But if you're sobra naman, ang kuha mo ng attention, hindi na affirmation ang ginakuha mo. You're getting lusts of men. You understand that? That's why you need to be careful about your beauty. 
Is your beauty the kind of beauty that corrupt others, corrupt men? Or is it the beauty that encourages others to transform? You understand this? Amen? Okay, bata-bato sa langit. Mahal-mahal ko kayo, ha? As I love all my, I have, you know, three, four beautiful women in my life. Okay? I love these four women. My wife, number one, and my three daughters. I am their greatest fan, especially my children. I love them so much. I date my children, by the way. I date my daughters. When they need me, I can cancel appointments. If it is urgent that they need me, I cancel appointments for them. Because I want you to know, them to know, I am your father. And I will stand with you for better or for worse. Do you understand this? Okay. I always teach my children, be careful about how you display your beauty. Because that can corrupt others if you don't do it right. So what is the beauty that transforms? Are you ready? Again, this is your most powerful weapon. Ang dami ng mga, alam mo na po, sa mga sinihan, women using their beauty to manipulate men, to manipulate powers that be. Di ba? Ganyan ka-powerful ang babae. Ano na, pag maganda. Marami talaga siyang mamamanipulate at masisira mga buhay. Totoo hindi? Di ba? Ganyan kayo ka-powerful, dahil beautiful kayo. But it's beauty that corrupts. Now, how do you use that power to transform your husband, your children, and other people in your life? Okay? Charm is deceitful and beauty is, does not last. But the woman who fears the Lord will be greatly. You want attention? You want affirmation? That's the woman who will be affirmed even by God Himself. A woman who fears the Lord. You understand that? Here it goes. Our favorite scripture is the women of honor. You can win men over. Wow! Can you say, that's influence. Peter said, you can win a man over to you without words. Amen? Can we say without words? You want to win your husband to the Lord? Lessen the words. Okay? Show Christ by your behavior. Behavior, not words. Amen? Because the kind of beauty that changes lives, that transforms, is the beauty that is not coming from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles, you know, the wearing of, of wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self. The unfading beauty of a gentle. Ibig sabihin na gentle, hindi palaban. Cool ka lang, gentle, gentle. Galit ka asawa mo, gentle pa rin. Gusto mo sabunutan, gentle pa rin. Gusto mo sigawan, gentle pa rin. Pakasabi sa iyong katabi, mahirap yan. Pero kaya mo yan. Because of the grace of God in you. Amen? The gentle and quiet hindi dinadala sa maraming salita. 
You can never change a man by so many words. That's what Peter is saying. You can win your husband over to the Lord without words by your behavior alone. When can they see Christ in your behavior, in your Christ-like character towards your husband, makokonsyensya talaga asawa mo sa'yo. That's the power of inner beauty. And that's the beauty that inspires change in others. You understand that? A gentle and quiet spirit. Which is of great worth in God's sight. The beautiful thing about this inner beauty is that God is attracted to you. And when you attract God, things are going to change in your family. That is the kind of beauty that transforms. It's inner beauty, hindi panlabas. Amen? Kahit kami mga lalaki, kahit kami, baganda-ganda ng babae, wow, sexy, mas miss in the verse. Pag nakita mo yung pangit ang kulay, wala, turn off na. Because real beauty is inside. Amen? Tama? Kahit ano pang ginastos mo sa pinakamagandang hairstyle, pinakamagandang makeup, siguro nag-invest ka ng mga 10,000, magpaganda lang. The moment na sumimangot ka, sayang lahat yung investment mo. Because it's making good. Yung simangot na yon will remove all the beauty that you tried so hard to produce. Do you understand this? Do you agree? Try nyo lang sumimangot pag nakaayos kaya. <laughs> okay, you mean what I mean? This is the kind of beauty that's attractive. It's the kind of beauty that transforms people around you, even your children. You heard the testimony of a mother who was struggling with her teenager? When she started to affirm yung mga anak niya, that's when they started to respond positively to her. Bakit? Kasi she discovered that beauty is an attitude. She changed her attitude towards her children. Instead of being critical, instead of criticizing, she started to learn to affirm her children, to let them know what he, she is proud about in them, what she sees na maganda sa kanila, yung maganda kanila. In-affirm niya, she won her children's heart to her. That is beauty that transforms. And that is your greatest power. You understand this? You are able to develop a gentle and quiet spirit because you have learned to put your trust in God. Hindi sa asawa mo, hindi sa anak mo, hindi sa kakayahan mong i-manage sila kasi nahihirapan ka nang mag-manage. When you put your trust in God, you will learn to conduct yourself with wisdom kasi hindi ka na nagpapanik. Hindi ka na nagpapanik kasi nagtitiwala ka kay Lord. Pag ikaw bumigay sa takot, magkakaroon ka ng hindi magandang ugali. When fear drives a woman, I tell you, you will make wrong decisions and actions that can make the situation worse. Because you're now being driven by fear, apprehension, insecurity. And when insecurity drives a woman, it can bring out the worst in her. How many of you agree by experience? Now during those times, you're most insecure, you're most afraid, you're most, you know, Afraid na baka hindi ka na maal ng asawa mo, ganyan-ganyan, lumalabas yung di maganda. How many of you have experienced that? Let's be honest. 
Fear can bring out the worst in a woman. That's why the answer to fear is faith. When you put your trust in God, who can change what you cannot change? When you put your trust in God, He can meet your needs. You don't have to panic and pressure somebody and push somebody to the point that it's becoming now a quarrel, a regular quarrel. Because you don't trust God. Because you are driven by fear. It's bringing out the worst in you. But when you put your hope in God and believe God will deal with this in His way, in His time, I will wait to see what God will do. But I will not take the things in my hands and try to change something I know that only God can change. Because fear may drive me to change what I am not supposed to change and I will only end up even more frustrated than before. Because that is not mine to change. Do you understand this? That is where we need wisdom. And when we put our hope in God, we continue to do what is right and we do not give way to fear. The greatest enemy of a woman's beauty is fear. Because fear can bring out the ugliest in you. Faith enables you to learn to be gentle because you trust God. You trust God, that's why you can be gentle. Because you know God will deal with this in His way, in His time. Kul kalang. Amen? Don't panic. Huwag ka magwala. Kasi nagtitiwala ka sa Diyos. It is that faith that develops that inner beauty. You learn to be gentle and quiet. Bakit? Kasi nabuhos mo na lahat. Kay Lord, hindi mo na ka lang sa tao. Now you can learn to be quiet and watch what God will do. That's beauty that transforms. Amen? Do you agree? In summary, when a woman's security is deeply anchored in God, no storm of life can overwhelm her. The inner strength and beauty of a woman is drawn from the strength of her faith and her intimacy with God. Do you agree with this? Use that inner beauty to lead your husband to the Lord. Use that inner beauty to win your children to God and to win your children to respect you because they can see that beauty inside of you. The beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, a heart that's able to affirm the good in other people instead of criticizing them. That is the kind of beauty that transforms the world. Amen? Be an inspirer. Inspire instead of condemn encourage instead of criticize affirm instead of degrade bless instead of curse that is the kind of beauty that transforms the world amen and ladies you have the power of that beauty inside of you God is waiting for you to bring out that beauty inside of you because He will use you to change your family. He will use you to touch your husband and draw him from because you have changed. You have learned to adapt that beauty that comes from Christ. 
the beauty that attracts people to Jesus because they see Jesus in you, including your husband, including your teenager. That is beauty that transforms. Let me bow in prayer. I know God has spoken to you. I just can feel the presence of God reaching out to you tonight. And if you know you need to develop that inner beauty, the beauty that transforms, I want you to know that the grace of God is in you to bring out that beauty. It is beauty that is rooted in faith in God, absolute faith and intimacy with Christ. Because that intimacy with Christ makes you experience a love that no person can give you in this world. That intimacy with Christ will fill you with the love of God that is surpassing, that is unmeasurable, a love that is unshakable, a love that will never abandon you, a love that will never give up on you. That intimate relationship with Christ will fill your heart with so much love you will stop looking for love from the people around you. But you'll find yourself giving love instead because you're drawing love from the source of all love that is God himself. That faith and intimacy with God is the roots of genuine beauty. And the beauty of a woman is the most powerful thing that God has given you. But it must be the unfading inner beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. And if tonight you want to say, Lord, I want to be beautiful that way. I want your beauty in my life. I want your gentleness in me. I want your quiet spirit in me. I want your humility in me, Lord. I want your patience in me. Lord, make me beautiful from the inside because of the Holy Spirit who will change my attitudes and teach me to humble myself and to learn to show love and gentleness even when it hurts. So you can use this beauty to touch lives around me. I am a woman, Lord, and I am thankful you made me a woman because you have given me a beauty that can change the world. Let it start with me tonight. If that is your prayer tonight, if you do not have that confidence of relationship with Jesus, and you don't feel you have the grace to be this person, tonight Jesus is waiting for you. He died on the cross to pay for all your sins so he can reconcile you with the Father. You can never change yourself. Sinful nature is no match to sinful nature. Jesus is about to change your life. If you surrender your life to him and recognize him as your Lord and Savior, as you surrender your life to Christ tonight, ask him to take control and ask him to change you. Surrender all those negative attitudes and choose to forgive as God has forgiven you. Forgive those who have damaged you, who have hurt you in the past. And if you make that choice, God will give you the grace to forgive because you made the choice. 
if you're willing to surrender your life to Christ tonight and say, Lord, take control. Change my heart. Change my attitude. Teach me the gentleness and the meekness that you want me to follow, to imitate. When you said, learn from me, for I am humble and gentle of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. If your prayer tonight is, Lord, I want that beauty inside of me. Lord, change my heart. I surrender myself to you. Would you please raise up your hands tonight? And I will pray for you. Because the love of God is here for you today. That love will forgive you. That love will heal you. That love will cleanse you. That love will renew your soul. That love is reaching out to you right now and saying, It's okay. I love you. I am here. And I will forgive you. And I will heal. And I will restore you. If that is your prayer, just say this with me, Lord Jesus, I need you. I want your beauty in my life. Because only your beauty can transform lives, including my own. The beauty of your love, your unchanging love, your stubborn love, your gentle love. Lord, I receive your love for me. And I surrender my life to you. You are the one Savior. You are the one Lord of my life. And come, take control of me. And make me the person that will show your beauty to my family, to my husband, to my siblings, to my children, to the people in my school, to the people at my workplace. Let your beauty shine through me. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for loving me just as I am and for forgiving me of all my sins. You are the restorer of my soul. And now, bless me with your beauty. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I surrender all. I am yours. In your name I pray. Amen.